Today's episode of The Ride Podcast is brought to you by The Click Ring. Wear the ring and show the world that you can live your line at clicring.com. Hello, fellow riders. This is your host, Rusty James. It is Tuesday, February 23rd, 2016, and this is The Ride. Hey, my friends, what a beautiful day this is. I'm excited about the possibilities that are gonna take place in this next 24 hours. Why, why do you ask? I don't know, because I've been talking with my father in heaven who has the cattle on a thousand hills and who is worthy of all praise and honor and glory. And I've just been talking with him. And I don't know, I, I, I think that uh, if his word is right, he loves me. He's counted me righteous. And he has good things for me because he's a good father. So I'm looking forward to whatever's coming my way. And it's funny I, I say it that way because I am following a, a what I think is a consumer's truck, which is hauling a trailer, which has got some telephone poles on it. And the end of it is staring me in the face, and it's seriously exactly the height of my head. I have just passed it, so it is not posing me a problem anymore. Like it was really, really posing me a problem. But hey, you know, you never know. Things happen that weren't planned for, and if I had been in a crash, I would have had to duck really quick to avoid certain calamity. But of course, like anything else, that got me thinking... Here I am driving along a road with this end of a 8-inch diameter pole staring me in the face. You know, not much more than, I don't know, 20 feet in front of me. I mean, I could almost... I've got a mental image of the grain pattern at the end of that piece of wood. And that's about all I want to know about that piece of wood. Well, I've passed it, so it's no longer in my way, but you know... Lord's been speaking to me about some things, and and one of the things is that there are certain, I don't know, dangers that we have. That's perfect. There are certain dangers that we have in our life that we're not addressing, certain pitfalls that we might have that are in our path, and we're not feeling that we're strong enough to, you know, get it out of the way. And so you might go through life just like I did, driving 20 feet away from a potential life-altering situation. And I want you to know that God is telling us today that He has, I was reading Romans 8, and He has done everything He needs to do so that we don't have to be traveling through life with this 20-foot-long pole about to decapitate us. So turn in your Bibles to Romans 8. We're going to read some of this, okay? I'm getting there right now. Romans 8. Say amen when you're there. (laughs) All right. Romans 8, verse 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. Because through Jesus Christ, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. 
for what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. Verse 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And and if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. Verse 12. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation... But it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Notice it's saying we need to use the Spirit to put to death the misdeeds. Verse 14, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. So we appropriate the Spirit of God that's living in us to help us combat the misdeeds of the flesh. He didn't say that they're not wanting to be there and and not wanting to rise up. They're there, all right. But the Spirit of God has to be given full reign in your life so that you can combat these things. Now, I'll tell you, I used to I used to game God. I did. I used to game it. I used to play church. I used to say the right things. I used to appear like I was living by the Spirit. But in, in essence, there were certain areas in my life where I did not give lordship to God. And those areas were a stumbling block. They're kind of like that 
log I was staring in the face. You know, push me too hard and I might die. That thing might cause me to stumble. But I want to give you an encouraging word today. And so here's the encouragement. I'm going to use an example that's, you know, I think a major thing in the world today. And that is the lust of the eyes. And more appropriately, because that can go across a lot of things, but more appropriately to the opposite sex. There's so much stuff out there that you can fill up on, well, you can never really fill up, but you can uh, just engorge your vision with everything that you shouldn't. And I remember a time when I said to the Lord, Lord, I don't want to be doing that. And that's kind of what drove um, the creation of the click ring. You know, some of you know, if you go to clickring.com, C-L-I-C ring.com, I put together a ring that helps remind you to stay pure when you're on the internet. You know, it's really easy to let our flesh have the driving wheel. You know, we're more like, hey flesh, you take the wheel. You know, Jesus take the wheel when everything's going out of control and we need somebody to control things. But you know, when everything's kind of smooth and we think we got it covered, I'll let my flesh take the wheel and I'll just direct my paths based on that. Well, that's a big, <laughs> that's a big log in your eye. You know that scripture? That's funny. That's, that's a problem. That's a stumbling block. And I remember one time I said, Lord, I really need to view the opposite sex in the right way. And I don't know how. I don't know, because you put inside of me a desire for the opposite sex. But I'm married. I have an appropriate desire, and then there's inappropriate. And Lord, I need help. And, you know, going through Scripture, I forget what Scripture it was, but something caused me to realize, or maybe the, the Spirit of the Lord just spoke to me and said, well, you need to, you need to view these other people like I do. I mean, I kind of know that, but until I... Until I owned that, until I really wanted to do that, I couldn't do that. Because I wasn't letting the Spirit of the Lord direct me to, to uh, put to death the misdeeds of the flesh. I wasn't letting the Spirit do it. I was kind of gaming God, like I said. I was, you know, pretending. And then once I said, well, okay, I am serious I need your help, God. I need your help. How do I do this? And I don't know how it was conveyed to me, but I realized that every woman, not my wife, is a sister. I don't know if you have a sister. It'd be good if you did so you'd understand the concept, but I would fight for my sister. I would shed blood for my sister. 
I would want to protect my sister. So if you don't have a sister, I guess you're going to just have to take my word for it. There's a bond there that um, is strong. You don't, you don't um, disrespect your sister. Uh, so likewise, as I view the world full of women, they are all sisters. And even if they make maybe wrong decisions in terms of what they show the world, they're still my sister. And I need to view that person like God views that person. And really that is only possible, only possible, if you, if you have God on the throne of your life and you have submitted to the Spirit of God in your life. It's the only way. So if you're gaming God, if you're gaming this relationship with the Creator of all, it's not going to work out. I used to think it, yeah, I could just kind of be my own God, I guess. I mean, I wanted to do what I wanted to do. It doesn't work that way. But that scripture there out of Romans, it talks about, you know, you've either got a, you got a choice here. You, either death or peace and righteousness. I mean, what, what is it going to be? I have enjoyed a joy and a peace so extreme at times in my life that I don't think, I, I don't think you could pay for it. I don't think any money could buy it. You know, I look at these guys that, you know, rappers or all these, all these musicians that are rolling in the dough and all this kind of stuff. And of course, we're finding out now that they're, a lot of them are bankrupt or whatever. Football players that are rolling in the dough five years after uh, their career is over, they're, you know, selling cars because they blew through all their millions. Whatever the deal is, money doesn't buy you love or money doesn't buy you happiness. But I will tell you what, money can't even buy you the kind of joy and happiness you get with God's kind of joy and God's kind of peace. That's what we should be seeking after. When you get a piece of that, you will find that you've got a, a reward that is surpassing anything this earth could ever provide. I guess if you've never experienced that, you're going to have to trust me. But the more you give your life to the Lord and let Him be the Lord of every aspect of your life, the more His Spirit is able to help you get past these fleshly death things in your life and find that righteousness and joy and peace that you're longing. You might not even know it, but you really are. So stay in that word and live in this peace. Pray for those who persecute you. And when you think about those logs that are in your life, you know the ones, the ones that are stumbling blocks, the ones that always seem to be rising up and causing problems, causing your relationship to God to be weakened. Get those out of your life. All I had to do today was pass that vehicle. And I had to have the right kind of juice in my car. I had to have power in my car. I had to have power in my life. I had to have the Spirit of God in my life to get past that thing. And you can too. I believe that God is going to meet your need today. Give Him your whole life and see what happens. And I will see you on the flip.